Welcome back to the Everlasting Rock podcast. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast. If you joined us last episode, we began by talking about Psalm chapter 2. And Psalm 2 begins by asking this question. Why do the nations rage and the peoples meditate on a vain thing? Then it says, the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. And so David begins by asking the question of why do the nations rage? Why is there chaos in the streets? Why is there so much division? The reason is the kings of the earth were, were taking their stand against the Lord. They were, they were taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, which is Christ. They were not only taking their stand against Christ, but they were actually rebelling against the Lord. And we talked about the Lord's response. The Lord laughs. And when the Lord spoke, they were terrified. And then it ended in verse 6 by, we talked about that God has established Christ as king upon his holy mountain. And so we're going to begin by picking it back up in verse 7. And I'm going to read verses 7 through 12. It says this, I will surely tell of the decree of Yahweh. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like a potter's vessel. So now, O kings, show insight. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Serve Yahweh with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he become angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. That was Psalm chapter 2, verses 7 through 12, and I was reading that in the Legacy Standard Bible. So verses 7 through 9 speak about the, the plan of God. We talked about that, that, that Christ has been established as king on his holy mountain. And it begins in verse 7 by saying, I will surely tell of the decree of Yahweh. The Lord established that, that Christ was going to be king. The Lord decreed that Christ was going to be king. It was not a passing shadow or a passing thought. The Lord established that Christ was going to be king. He did not sit back and, and wonder what he was going to plan. No, he, he purposed that Christ was going to be king. And God the Father's selection of Christ as king is from eternity. The Lord did not wonder who he was going to make king. 
He purposed. It was a, a decree, verse 7 says. And we also see that Christ is God's son. Always existing, never created. Christ has always been with God the Father and the Holy Spirit throughout all of time. And so this idea of you are my son, the mention of you are my son refers to Christ, that he is the, the true son of God, but it also has this connection to the Davidic covenant in 2 Samuel chapter 7, when God mentions that, that he will care for kings like sons, but it finds its fulfillment in Christ, the, the true son of God from eternity who has always existed. And then in verse 8, it says, Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. So God the Father graciously gave the nations to Christ, which, which shows Christ as the Son and the receiver of the inheritance. You think about a son receiving an inheritance from the Father so it is the same way with, with Christ, that, that, that God the Father gave the nations as an inheritance to Christ. And we think that this was written to Israel. This was specifically written to Israel. And we see that that Christ has received the, the nations as, an, as his inheritance. So not just Israel, but all the nations. And so we can praise the Lord as Gentiles, as people that are not of Israelite descent. The Gentiles have Christ. Christ has received the Gentiles as his inheritance. And so we rejoice because we, we think about Christ coming and Christ came first for Israel. Then he came for the Gentiles. And, and so we rejoice that, that Christ has brought the Gentiles into his salvation fold and they will not be lost. And I, I think of the Gospel of John mentioning the idea that those who are in the Father's fold have been given over to Christ and will not be lost. And so this is just a, a glorious truth we see in, in verse 8. And then in verse 9, it says this. You shall, sh sh you shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like a potter's vessel. So David now tells of how Christ will rule against those who are not his. He will reign entirely over them by bringing complete destruction upon them. And this description of destruction would have been very similar to what the destruction would have been in the time of the writing of this song. And so they would have used the, the wording of rod of iron, breaking them with a rod of iron, showering them like a, pot, like a potter's vessel. It would have been language that they would have been familiar with in that context. And so we see that, that Christ's reign and defeat over those who are against him will not be light, 
but complete and total destruction. And so those who are against Christ will not stand, but will experience destruction and God's wrath. And so now verses 10 through 12 talk about the appropriate response of man, because we've already seen the rebellion of, of kings of the earth and rulers and the rage of nations all rebelling against Christ. And we, talk, we talked about the Lord's response. The Lord has established Christ as king on his holy mountain. And then we just mentioned that, that Christ has received the nations as his inheritance. And we talked about Christ judging the nations. So what is the, what is the appropriate response for us? What are we to do in light of all these truths we just read about? What does it, what does it mean for us? Do we just... Fear the rest of our days and 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 just walk around depressed and, and panicked at all the time, just knowing about what is going to happen, that judgment is going to come. Well, listen to what verse ten says. It says, "So now, O kings, show insight. Take warning, O judges of the earth." And although this instruction is given to kings, it's a charge and a warning for for all people everywhere. Take heed, pay attention to this warning in order to be wise. It's a, it's a call to be wise. Don't be like the people mentioned in verse 2 who, who set themselves against God and against his anointed. Be wise and listen to what God commands. Submit to Christ as king. And now, verse 11 begins this command of what the people are to do. What are we to do? In light of all that we've read, what are we to do? Verse 11 says this, serve Yahweh with fear and rejoice with trembling. So verse 11 exhorts all people to obey the reigning Lord. Serve him. Serve him. Spend your time for his glory. Give your life for him. See yourself as a servant, serving the holy God. And as you serve the Lord, acknowledge who he is. Recognize his character, his power, and his ruling hand over all things. Serve him with a great reverence and, and awe of who he is. Rejoice in who he is. Rejoice that he is king and that all chaos is under his authority. Serve him with a fearing and reverent heart for his glory. And I love how it mentions serving him with fear and rejoicing with trembling. Because often we like to, to pit the two against each other. That you can't rejoice and fear at the same time and but I think there is a, a beautiful reality here that, that this verse mentions that as you serve him, you should also fear him, recognizing who he is, the power that he has, and, and all of just all of his character. We, we should be fearing him. And we get to also rejoice in what he has done while at the same time trembling, recognizing that, that we are all dead in sin apart from Christ deserving judgment. And so serve him with fear, rejoice with 
trembling. And now we get to verse 12. It says this, Kiss the son, lest he become angry, and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. So now we see another command. Verse 11 said, serve him. Now it tells us to, to kiss the son. Pay homage to the son. The son being Christ. Obey the son. Bow in worship to the son. Love the reigning son. Worship Christ in spirit and truth. All people, including kings, shall kiss the son. We think about the verse in Philippians where it says, All will bow the knee and confess Christ as Lord. So I urge you now, kiss the Son now. Serve the Son now. Bow to the Son now. Because if not, if you fail to kiss the Son, God's judgment will come shortly. And, and judgment will be Because it says, for his wrath may soon be kindled. So go serve the sun. And this warning of the Lord's wrath. That he might become angry. And that you will perish in the way. Is lest you become angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath may soon be kindled. Recognize that the judgment will come if you continue to rebel against the Lord. And so this warning of judgment is a powerful reminder for kings and for all of us. But but thinking about kings, you think about Israel's history. And how God miraculously worked through Israel when they were at war with other nations. And, and God single-handedly defeated nations. Think about Nebuchadnezzar, who was full of pride. And, and God judged him by making him live like a wild animal for many years before re- recognizing who God is. And then you think in the New Testament of of Herod in Acts 12, who was killed by an angel of the Lord for not giving God the glory and was eaten by worms. And Romans 13 says, leaders are servants, deacons, a diakonos in the Greek, of God, appointed to carry the sword by punishing the wrongdoers. May may rulers and authorities recognize that their power is from God. And may they learn to to kiss the son and not rebel against the ultimate king. And David ends this psalm by speaking about a blessing. When you kiss the son and trust in the Lord, you will be blessed. It says this at the very end of 
verse 12. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. May our refuge be in him entirely. Nations may be rebelling. People will plot against the Lord. But there is a greater refuge than anything that we think or will ever experience. It is the Lord. That is where we find our refuge. This world is lost. They love their sin. They love rebelling against Christ. So it is either Christ or chaos, as the quote goes. And there was a a Presbyterian pastor named Peter Marshall, who also worked as a chaplain in the U.S. Senate, and said this along the lines of, of Christ or chaos. He said, the choice before us is plain. Christ or chaos, conviction or compromise, discipline or disintegration. It will either be Christ or chaos. You can kiss the sun by obeying, believing, loving, and serving King Jesus, or you can join the many who have planned and will continue to rebel against the Lord and against his. May our refuge be in the reigning and ruling, which is Christ. May we kiss the sun in joyful reverence and service of him all our days. Stop rebelling against the Lord. Stop trying to rebel against his commands. It is a foolish endeavor. Be wise. Serve Yahweh with fear. Kiss the sun. Take refuge in These are hard days that we are living in. Days where the world is so lost. They need the gospel. They are in rebellion against the Lord. They reject his commands and they are walking contrary to what the Lord has said. So may you go take don't fear these dark days rejoice in the Lord and serve him spend your life kissing the sun it is either Christ or chaos so go kiss the sun love the sun serve the sun take breath And we are excited to make an announcement here at Everlasting Rock. And I am very excited to make this announcement to you. Everlasting Rock is excited to announce a brand new podcast. The podcast will be called Kiss the Sun. Based on this glorious Psalm, Psalm chapter 2. Kiss the Sun will be a co-hosted podcast. I'll be co-hosting it with our other co-founder, Ethan Carver. And we are going to spend our time talking about how the world is in rebellion. We're going we're gonna to talk about culture, issues of our day that, that we are living in. And we're going to talk about how do we how do we live 
well in these days? How do we kiss the sun? How do we serve him with, with joy and, and with trembling? How do we take refuge in the Lord when this world is so lost and is in rebellion against him? And this podcast episode will, or this podcast series, excuse me, will seek to be a tool that is very practical. We're going to seek to go into scripture every single episode and give you practical encouragement and, and tips to how you can better kiss the sun, better love the sun, better serve the sun in our day. And so we are excited to share with you that the trailer for Kiss the Sun podcast is now out on many podcast platforms. Go take a listen to it. We'll have episodes dropping very shortly. We're very excited with some of the episodes we have lined up. We're going to have on various guests. And we're going to talk about a lot of topics as we seek to help people know the sun, kiss the sun, love the sun, serve the sun in days of darkness. So go check out the Kiss the Sun trailer. You can listen to it on our website, everlastingrock.net or your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you so much for listening to the Everlasting Rock podcast. We pray that this is a, a blessing and encouragement to you and we pray that that Kiss the Sun podcast will be a blessing and encouragement to you as we as we dive into scripture and seek to apply it to our daily life. Thank you so much for listening to the Everlasting Rock podcast. To listen to more of our podcast episodes, go to our website, everlastingrock.net. That's everlastingrock.net. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast.